Support for Docs Outside the Box comes from Set for Life Insurance. Set for Life means set for less. Their clients get access to the largest portfolio of discounts and unisex rates available nationwide. Check them out at setforlifeinsurance.com and tell them Dr. Darko sent you. Welcome to Docs Outside the Box Podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry, you're getting real life insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. Hey, docs. Are you looking to learn how to become a physician leader? Then Physician CEO is for you. Physician CEO is an accelerated business immersion program designed for physicians and developed by MBA faculty from the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. So learn more at www.physician-ceo.com forward slash D-O-T-B. Hey guys, what's up? What's good? This is Dr. Nee, the doc outside the box. And in keeping with me becoming more of an open book and letting you know what goes on behind the scenes here at Docs Outside the Box, Darko Media Group, I wanted to let you all know about how my relationship with my virtual assistant, my amazing virtual assistant, Cheryl, works. So we did a little bit of a Q&A after one of our weekly meetings, which to me has been a complete game changer. So we recorded just a little bit of some debriefing after our weekly meeting, just to kind of give you all a little bit of how we work back and forth. And then she's going to give you some tips on how to have a healthy relationship with your virtual assistant, some of the things that she sees as red flags that kind of let her know that a bad relationship with a client is going to be coming up. And just in general, what kind of changes that she has seen from when she first met me to, you know, after several months working with her, what we see now. I think this is a great opportunity for you all who are on the fence about getting a virtual assistant and not sure exactly how to work with one. This is a good conversation to listen to, to get you off that fence and get you, you know, really working with a virtual assistant. So hope you all enjoy this one. Write me in. Let me know what's going on. Let me know what you think about this. And without further ado, I present my conversation with Cheryl. Peace. So now that we just finished our weekly meeting, I think it's time to really give the audience a glimpse into what it's like for us to work together. And what I mean by us, it's me, Nidarko, and you're here, Cheryl E., my awesome, amazing virtual assistant. We've been working together for a long period of time. So why don't you take a moment to just kind of introduce yourself to the audience, let them know a little bit about you. Honey, and hi to all your listeners. Such an honor to be interviewed here in your show. <laughs> so my name is Cheryl, and I've been working with me, helping him with his business for the past few months. I'm a virtual assistant with over eight years of experience. So I've been doing this for a while, and I work with me and his wife, Renee, both of their businesses trying to help with organization and getting them on task. That's a lot of work. I know. I found you through Upwork (laughs) and been working together since. And, you know, you're working on all three of our businesses. I have you helping me with Equal Access Health, which is a locum tenens business, as well as Docs Outside the Box or Darko Media Group, which is everything related to social media, podcasting, everything related to that aspect, that business. And then also you're working on my wife's business, pre-med strategies. So that is correct. 
I wanted to interview you because literally we just finished our business meeting. We've been meeting every Friday. At first, it was every Monday to kind of just discuss you know, things about our business, give you more of a better glimpse into our business as opposed to just writing emails and you having to kind of figure it out on your own. So, you know, I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to keep this simple, but I want people to kind of see what it's like to kind of work with a virtual assistant. What are the good things of working with a virtual assistant? What are the bad things? And even kind of vice versa so that people or the physicians out there who are listening kind of know what to expect when you first work with a virtual assistant. So, Let's start by this. And I promise you, Cheryl, nothing you say here is going to affect how we work together. You do amazing work. So whether you say good things, whether you say bad things, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to work with you anyway because you have helped my business so many times, so many ways. So I want you to be completely honest. The audience, I'm telling you, I have not biased her in any way. Can you admit that, Cheryl? Or let me know if I have. I thought I haven't. That's a long disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you feel like I'm going to be in trouble? <laughs> Make sure you fax me that. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> but how about this? Let's start like this. Let's keep it easy. No, let's keep it easy. So you are currently in California. We've been meeting virtually for, you know, about what? I think four or five months now we've been working yeah. together, right? Mm-hmm. Be honest. What was your experience when you first met me? Oh, well, when I first met you, I was actually surprised. When we had a call, our first call, because I didn't expect it was going to be you and your wife. <laughs> but I knew that you both are doctors. And I've worked with many clients before, but I haven't worked with the doctor. So to me, I had questions in my mind, like, how is this going to work out? How do you work with doctors <laughs> in general? So I wasn't really sure. But then when I met you, when I talked to you and Renee on the phone on the conference call, you both were like really nice people and really humble, I can tell, from the way you interacted with me. So I felt at ease. And from the beginning, I felt like it was going to be a good relationship. Mm. What was it like after we first met on the phone and when we were actually you know, working together like the first couple of weeks? Yeah. What were your thoughts on how I work as a person? That's usually the hardest part of when I work with clients the first few weeks because that's the part where I learn about the business. And also I learn about the client and also for the client to see how my working style and get to know me as a person, you know. So, but when I stepped in and got involved in your business, it wasn't very hard for me because you already have systems in place. So what I did was that discuss with you how we can improve. The systems that you already had, you yeah. know, so it wasn't us starting from scratch. So right. I think that was a bonus for me. <laughs> right. Have you worked with a company that was just starting from scratch, like maybe like a oh, startup? Yeah. What's been the experience there? So I've had one client before where we set up his business. I mean, he already had his business set up, but he had nothing, like no systems in place. So that was a little bit challenging, but. For situations like that, it is very important to just really communicate regularly. And also, I'm the type of person, I'm a big picture kind of gal. So I need to understand what the big picture is before I can operate. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it is important for the client as well to, you know, as much as he can, to explain to the virtual assistant the work that they're doing and why they're doing things. I understand the whole concept of communication, but to go even deeper, what do you prefer? Do you prefer, like, can you get really deep in an email or through whatever type of communication you use? Or do you recommend like video conferencing, like what we're doing right now? Yeah. So a good question. I actually like to communicate via email. And also now that we have Asana, I like using Asana for getting our tasks done. But I feel that having the weekly meeting 
just look what we're doing. I feel like having a weekly meeting really helps with building that relationship. And there's many things that you cannot communicate by email. Yeah, you know? I've and also things can get misinterpreted in emails. So it's always good to have a face to face, even on video with a client. Yeah. I agree. So the idea for meeting you on a weekly basis was not my idea initially. It was actually my wife's idea and I was really resistant to it just because I had done a lot of reading. I had done a lot of YouTube videos on how to properly work with a virtual assistant. And to me, the majority of them had communicated via email. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, aren't I supposed to communicate through email? That should be all that's necessary. One thing that I didn't think about before that was the business that I do, particularly with the locum tenens business, it's kind of complicated. And I think it was really necessary for you to really understand everything that I was doing and how you could take more responsibility for some of those things, which we've done now. And those weekly meetings where I took you through, this is how I invoice and this is how I do timesheets and this is how I contact physicians and this is how I contact the hospital. All these different things that a lot of people don't think about, I was doing on my own. And once I was able to meet with you on a weekly basis and show you that stuff. First of all, I want to know, what did you think? Because it was funny. I remember when we first started meeting and after the first couple of meetings, you were kind of shocked as to all the different things that went involved with putting together and getting this business going. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned, I've never worked with physicians before. So alone, you know, working with someone who has a local in business, I had zero idea because most of the business I've worked with are like online businesses. <laughs> so I had like zero familiarity at all. But I really appreciated the fact that you really walked me through all the steps. So this is something that it's hard to achieve that level of understanding if we were doing it by email. <laughs> so remember, you asked me to grab a notepad and pen so I can write everything down. <laughs> and that really helped as well. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I had to create videos. That was another thing that I just wasn't really ready to do. And I think you encouraged me and my wife encouraged me to create some videos so that you can better understand or if you had some questions that would help reduce the amount of emails or the back and forth. So I think yeah. initially though, the videos were too long. So that's one thing I learned is if next time I do something like this or when I continue to make more videos is to make something a little bit shorter. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Just bite-sized information. Well, here's where we get real now. Like I'm going to ask you some real questions. So I just want to know, like, we've been working together for a while now. We've talked about what it was like when you first met me. Obviously, I'm handling everything. I'm micromanaging everything. I don't have any hair, obviously. And it's because, <laughs> it's because of this business or all the businesses. So I want to know, I want you to be honest with me. Like, have you seen any growth in our relationship? Have you seen any growth or change in how I work? Or even is there any ways in which you think that I can improve? Yeah, I feel like the more you work with a person, the more you get to know their style you know, their style of working, the better it is, the better the relationship gets. Because for us, for example, when you like tell me that we need to do a certain task, so I can already kind of connect the dots. So without even you telling me all of the details, since I already know you, I can ask myself, how would me want this done? And I think that's very, very important. That's why you need to work with someone that you can like connect with. <laughs> It can have that connection because if you are going to be sending me all the details, you know, writing all this stuff and planning all the steps, that's going to take a lot of your time. And that will kind of defeat the purpose of you hiring a virtual assistant. Hmm. Okay. All right. Is there areas that you think that I can improve from a task standpoint or just even from a communication standpoint? I know that there are times when I communicate with you via text message or even via phone, which I think 
sometimes can probably be too much, I think. So I'd like to get your opinion on ways in which you think that I can improve from a communication standpoint or even just from a just a general working relationship. I would say, I think we probably need to work a little bit on, I guess, the planning portion. <laughs> so we need a weekly. However, there are also some weeks where I don't really know what we'll be doing for the next week. Mm. And I also feel like this is, as a virtual assistant, my role also comes into play to this. So, for example, if you give me the what, what exactly we'll be doing, then I can figure out like the how. Okay, I understand. Okay. So maybe you and I can work on that. Okay, that makes sense then. Because I remember when we first started working, it took us a while to kind of get to that point. Because I think what I was looking for, and you've definitely filled that, is I was looking for someone who was really proactive. I tend to micromanage. I don't know if you remember. I was just like, look, I'm going to try to shift things from me doing it all the time to you doing a lot of these tasks. And I prefer for you to take the approach of just do and then ask for forgiveness later. Right, right. It's like kind of similar in medicine where, you know, when we're training, it's very hierarchical, right? So if you're in a five-year program, the fifth-year person is getting ready to leave. He's the chief and he controls everything or she controls everything that's going on. So how I looked at it is basically, Cheryl, I want you to run this once I taught you how to do this. Just don't kill anybody. <laughs> just handle everything for the most part. And then just ask for permission later on. And what did you think about that? Was that too much freedom to give you too much like leeway? No. And also that's exactly how I like to work. I want to be able to have that space where I can make my own decisions. <laughs> this also helps with our productivity. So instead of me waiting for answers, I try to find ways to find answers myself. So we can move the task and whatever we're doing forward. We're not waiting for anybody. Right. It's too much of the back and forth between back me and forth. you're just going to just take, make a decision. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. I agree. That's been, for me, a big time saver. I know we talked a couple of weeks ago and you asked me, like, how many hours have you helped during the week or saved me during the week? And it's been a significant amount. There was just too much stuff that I was doing and I wasn't able to progress forward with just one, like thinking about where the vision of the locums company would go as well as the podcast. I just couldn't make any steps forward. I was always in catch-up mode. And it took me a while to really let go. It took me a while to kind of start thinking forward. As you mentioned before, we still have some planning issues that I need to work on, but I appreciate you giving me that feedback. Let me ask you, because you've actually worked with people in the past, but can you give us some general characteristics that you have seen from your clients that have allowed you to have like a positive relationship with them? What are some things, like if you can list like four or five things that you've seen in general that your clients have done, that you've been able to have a really good relationship, they've been able to get their tasks done on time and you've been able to feel really good about it and getting done on time? Yeah, good question. Actually, for that, I would say that the number one thing is communication. So with this kind of work setup, we don't really work in the same office. We don't see each other face to face. So I feel that both parties should be able to communicate really well with each other, especially when we're doing projects like, you know, projects that have deadlines. So things like that. And then also, I appreciate when clients don't micromanage. Because like I told you, I'm the type of person that I want to have freedom as well. And I also do what I do because of the flexibility and the freedom that it provides for me. Before we move on to your next point, like, Sometimes it's easy to say it, but like, what do you mean like by micromanage? And how do you get to a point where they're no longer micromanaging? What are your recommendations for that? Yeah, so I think 
Well, it's hard for most entrepreneurs to let go of things in their business, like have someone else handle those things, because I understand it's your baby. It's your, you built this from scratch, you know, you want to be as protective as possible. So I think that some entrepreneurs might have to like think about that and let go and like, don't be a control freak (laughs) all the time, (laughs) I guess. So also it's important that you trust the person. So find people that you trust and if you trust that person, then you can slowly let go of things and have that person handle it. And also trust that they will do whatever they can to meet your expectations. And like you said earlier, when it comes to medicine, just don't kill anybody, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. But did you die though, right? Like don't kill anybody, you know, (laughs) I think we'll be okay right there. (laughs) Let's just use that as a standard. Okay, so what are some other general characteristics that you think lead to a really good relationship between your clients and you? So I like that you actually listen to feedback. So I like that you listen to suggestions because most virtual assistants, they have a lot of solutions they can provide for you. So there's a lot of virtual assistants that are very techy, for example. So maybe they can suggest some tech tools that can help with your business. I like it when my clients ask for advice and listen to suggestions because I personally won't suggest anything that won't help you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or that's not going to work for your business. Virtual assistant means have someone that can take care of the nitty gritty of your business, Mm -hmm. which should not be your priority as a business owner. (laughs) Right? So as a business owner, you should be responsible for the vision, for the big picture, you know, where your business is heading. And then it's just like delegation, basically. So you have your own rule. And have the virtual assistant do her job. (laughs) Well, I think definitely me looking at myself, I wasn't there yet when we first started working. And it's not that I didn't trust you. It wasn't anything to do with that. It was just that I didn't know how to delegate and I didn't know how to, you know, properly systematize things so that I can say, okay, well, I'm going to hand this to you completely. And then you kind of go from there. So it's really interesting. And that's a really good point. You know, one thing that I thought would really help our relationship grow was me just saying, you know what, I'm going to let you start like answering emails and responding because I thought at one point, I think I was just too accessible all the time. And I really wasn't able to really do the things that would push the business forward. So I was answering emails constantly from clients, answering emails from physicians, answering emails from people, everybody who wanted to be on the show. And it was literally spending so much time emailing and trying to handle and answer questions through email I just never got a chance to really move forward. So now that we have you answering that, I think that's really kind of freed me up to do what I really want to do, which is let's see if we can secure for, you know, the podcast. Let's see if we can work on, you know, dates starting in August and September for the locums business. So I really wanted to underscore that sentiment that you said about delegation, because it really does take a lot to let go. A lot of times it's personality, but I think sometimes too, it's just like you don't understand how to do it. Like you suggested Trello at first and I was like, well, I've never used Trello before, but okay. And then halfway through it, you're like, well, let's try Asana. <laughs> as we got busier. <laughs> as you got busier, you were right. And we've been using Asana, I've been happy with it. For those who don't know what Trello or Asana is, these are what's called project management tools. Basically a tool that makes it easy to work between one person and another or even several people. And you can put down to do things and have like an area of accountability. So for example, we're working on guests who want to come on a show. Well, we can both look on Asana and see 
okay, well, Cheryl needs to respond to this guest, this guest, this guest, and this sponsor and this sponsor. And I can keep and follow up on those things. And I can even add my feedback and say, oh, did you have any response back from that person? And we can mm-hmm. communicate all through the software without really communicating via text or email or anything no. like that. It's a really good program. So what about some general characteristics from your clients that have led to a not so good relationship, a negative relationship? Can you mention those? Yeah. I was just the opposite of what I mentioned before. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard when your client is not communicating with you. It can delay projects, you know? That's why I said it's very, very important. Probably the most important thing when working with someone virtually is really communication. That and then also micromanagement. Like I used to work in corporate before and eventually I got out because I didn't even know about the virtual assistant world just yet when I got out. But then when I started working online, that's when I realized that it was actually perfect for me. So it was a perfect like working environment for me. <laughs> what was it like getting started? Like I'm sure you oh, yeah. must have had some missteps. Oh, well, I've missteps. had some, I got scammed before. <laughs> oh, really? You got scammed by a client? Yes, I got scammed by a client. I didn't get paid. I've worked with clients who would type exclamation points all the time. I felt like they were shouting the whole time. But yeah. <laughs> That's got to be interesting to communicate with people just via email. You don't learn their personalities. You don't know what's, you know, like, so you take things personal or the tone of things. You never know what the real tone of things are. Exactly. That's why going back to what we discussed before, having this one-on-one, uh, like face-to-face meeting, it really, really helps. <laughs> But yeah, I've definitely had some good and bad experiences when I started. But with every experience, you learn something. So. Okay. <laughs> well, look, since you brought that up, working with a VA or even when you got started with VA, there are people right now who are listening who are, have either heard of how great a VA can be. Give me your advice. Like, what are the things that doctors right now who are listening, how do they find a really good VA? And then how do they work with a VA in the future? Give us some tips with that. Well, first of all, I think there are many websites where you can find virtual assistants. For example, Upwork. So that's how me found me. Upwork and there There's like Task Rabbit, there's Fiverr. Fiverr, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you really have no idea, like use your idea where to find uh, virtual assistants, you can start with those websites and there you can find really, really good contractors from there. Also Facebook groups. You can actually look for virtual assistant groups on Facebook. And where, you know, virtual assistants hang out, there's one that I'm a part of. Then this lady has about 30,000 members in her group. Wow. So, okay. yeah. What's the name and of that then, group so I can put in the show notes? Sure. It's called Virtual Assistant Savvies. Virtual Assistant Savvies? Savvies. Mm-hmm. She has about 30,000 members in her group. So you can post job opportunities on the Facebook groups as well. Yeah, that. And then also when you find your virtual assistant, I think that, the advice that I gave you earlier about like how to work with virtual assistants, like what's the most important thing? Consider like communication, having that communication and finding also someone that you connect with because you're going to be working with that person every day. It's sometimes interesting to kind of take the perspective of, from a client perspective, what can I do to make sure that I'm having a good relationship with, you know, my virtual assistant? What would you say are some red flags for someone like me or someone in the audience to look for when they're looking for a virtual assistant where they, you would be like, eh, I wouldn't work with that person. I'm going to move on to someone else. Are there such things? Can you tell? That's hard for me to tell because I haven't been a client. <laughs> I haven't been in your shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But I would just say maybe you can tell it during your first call. So when you schedule a call with the person and you can kind of tell, you know, you can get the vibe. I've had the same feelings also with other clients. So I mean, potential clients that I've scheduled a call with and then we got on the phone or even Zoom and then we were like doing videos like this. But then I just can't connect, like can't find that similarity or something that I can tell myself, I think this is going to be a great client. Mm. <laughs> it's probably the same feeling. Okay. Do you agree? Your senses go off. Something is telling you like, this is probably not going to yeah. be a great relationship. Yeah. I got you. Mm. So I guess just listen to your gut because with my negative experiences as a VA, I knew that my gut was telling me a different thing, but then I still went for it. <laughs> so in the end, I was like blaming myself. Why did I not listen to you? Like that. Mm. So you just go with your gut feeling. I got you. I got you. This was good. So Cheryl, I really appreciate you letting us kind of just look into and get a glimpse of, you know, our working relationship, because I really think it's important that people understand that it's more than just going to Upwork or going to whatever website and just hiring a VA. Like you have to really cultivate that relationship. You know, you have to really build systems, which is difficult. You know, you just have to be able to really just kind of learn to let go. Well, first learn to teach and learn to let go and really focus on the things that are really important that you think so can help you move your business forward. So this is really a good conversation. Maybe we should do this more. What do you think? Yeah, I'm up for it. <laughs> In your most nervous <laughs> so, everybody, so everybody, Cheryl says that she was nervous, but I think she did a great job. So Cheryl, thank you, thank you so much for just being open and honest about this working relationship. So. Of course. And um, if you guys have any more questions. <laughs> right in, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, they have your email address. Why don't you tell them what your email address is? Oh, my email address is Cheryl at drdarko.com. Okay. All right. So I guess our next meeting will be next week, Friday, where we go over, you know, things that are upcoming for the week. And I guess based off of your comments, I need to do a little bit of a better job of just kind of projecting as to what we should expect to do, what's on the agenda and go from there. So I got the message and I will definitely do that. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good to me. All right, Cheryl. Good talking to you. Thank you, Nee.